Welcome to the Element of Surprise. Uh, my name is Chadwick J. Suet, and uh, this is the Element of Surprise. You can find us at eosmentallyirregular.podbean.com, and uh, check us out on Facebook at our Facebook page, www.facebook.com backslash eosmentallyirregular. Uh, join the EOS group, be part of the EOS army, all of that. Um, okay. <sighs> okay. So, you know, I, it's, it's, uh, there's, there's some stuff happening to me that, uh, I, I just, I'm, I'm having a rough time with, and I don't, I don't know exactly what it is. Um, it's just, it's very illusory. It's not something that I can, uh, put my finger on. I don't have my finger on the pulse of it, but I've just been on edge a lot lately. And, um, like really, really on edge, and uh, you know, normally I can just take a take a, 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 a half an hour, an hour, uh, you know, close my eyes in a dark room, listen to some soft music, meditate, uh, if that's what you want to call it, and you know, and I'm fine. I can find my my balance, but uh, just lately, no no balance. I'm just fucking tired. Like I'm sleeping in past my through my uh, alarms, and you know I just I just don't want to do much of anything, you know, and um, yeah, it's 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 bothering me, it's bothering me a lot, and uh, so you know I figured I'd uh, I'd, I'd I'd record about it. I, I figured that you know what's what's the harm? What is the harm of recording a little bit about uh, what's going on? in my life. It doesn't always have to be some, uh, crazy topic about, uh, Yoda farting, um, or fucking, uh, you know, what, what's going on with, um, you know, President Trump's hairpiece. Is it alive? Is it just, you know, is it nested on his head? What's going on with that? It doesn't have to be that way. 
So, um, I, uh, yeah, I've got, I'm, 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 I am, I'm troubled. So, um, I don't even really know where I'm going with this. So just bear with me. You know, I'm just kind of flying by the seat of my pants here and just trying to record my uh, feelings as they come. Um, I think the, the first thing that is really, really been bugging me lately is, um, you know, it's, it's work related. And, um, you know, I know, uh, 37 year old white man in America, I, you know, with a good job, I shouldn't have room to bitch about anything, but it's, it's just, it's not that it's become mundane. It's just that it's getting stupid. And I, I, I have a very low tolerance for stupid. I got a very, very high tolerance for crazy, but I've got a very, very low tolerance for stupid. And, you know, usually, usually I'm able to, t- to uh, clearly see the line between the two of those. And uh, recently, when it comes to work, it's, it's related or it's, um, it's beginning to get blurred rather. And, um, you know, I think the thing that's bugging me the most about it is that I, you know, is that I do realize that I have a great job. I have a great job. I work with great people. Uh, the pay is, uh, shit, but you know, what, what else is new? Um, you know, I've got a full-time job. I work, I'm able to basically afford, uh, you know, a dwelling for my family and to pay my bills. Uh, I say basically because, you know, it, it's, let's be realistic. It's 2020 and $12 an hour does not cut it. You know, which is, uh, it doesn't cut it for anybody. I mean, I don't care who you are. $12 an hour does not equal out, does not balance out to the cost of living in 2020. It just doesn't, you know, and, you know, they have a commission structure there and it says, oh, well, you know, we pay you, we pay you $12 an hour. So that way you have incentive to work harder for the uh, commissions. But the problem is that is that there's no real way to track the commissions. And so you end up getting fucked on the commissions. Like last, uh, you know, I'll I'll be honest with you here. And, um, you know, I'm probably saying a little more than I should is that I've started tracking my own commissions because I know what what brings in the commission. I know what I physically have to do there. And I work in an office, but I know what I physically have to do to bring the commissions in and uh, to make commissions and what, what, what actions I have to take in my job to, to earn a commission pay. And so I've been tracking my own commissions and it's not even fucking close. It's, it's, it's jokingly, it's, it's, it's joke. It's a joke at how fucking skewed and inaccurate it is. Um, you know, I've got a tracker I made by myself on Microsoft Excel, um, to keep track of every, every cent that, uh, I personally have earned for a commission. And then at the, uh, you know, end of the two weeks or end of the 15 days, I get my paycheck and it says my commission is, Oh, you earned $12 last month. It's like, fuck you. I earned $12. I earned like $240. Where the fuck is it? Oh, well, you don't do this. It's like, okay, well, that didn't, that wasn't even you. That wasn't even words. It's not even words. How, how is that a fucking answer? That's not even words. So I made myself this tracker and basically, um, you know, I, I was told, oh, don't, don't do that. Don't make yourself a tracker. No, don't, don't do that. Um, 
you know, which which leads me to ask why? What's what's wrong with me wanting to keep track of the amount of money that I've that I've earned? Why why is it why is it bad for me to want to keep track of the money I've earned? What what part of me keeping track of how well I'm doing at the job you hired me for is, is wrong? And why is it wrong? But you know, again, there's no answers. Just oh, what is this? It's like okay, yeah, just mumble, just mumble, fuck around it. You know, placate, mumble, fuck. Uh, you know, oh, but you're doing a great job. Keep keep up the good work. It's like no, no. You know, you you you, you say you only pay us twelve dollars an hour to you know give us incentive to earn the commission, but the fact of the matter is is that you your commission is the commission is shit, and the pay is shit, and in 2020 it's just not a it's not a realistic amount to make to be able to provide for a family, you know, for, for a family of three with a child and, uh, you know, afford everything. You know, I've got, you know, everybody's got bills to pay. You got to pay for food. You've got to, you know, cover, um, any other X factor expenses. Like what if something happens to your car? What, what if, what if I'm, what if I'm driving to work and, you know, my, my, uh, fucking catalytic converter starts to go or the starter goes, you know, I need money to cover that. So, you know, oh, well, that's all about savings. Yeah, but when you don't make the amount of money needed to make savings, to save any, you don't have the amount of money needed to cover these X factors. And, you know, no, no company, nobody, <clears throat> no, nobody wants to hear that. They're just like, oh, well, and that's when they mumble and they placate to you and they're like, oh, keep up the good work. You, you, you know, we really appreciate you here. We really love what you do. You're, you're, you're fantastic. That you, you know, you filled a real void. We could have gone with a bunch of other candidates, but we really, we're really glad we went with you. And it, it's, it's a pain in my ass and it's a pain in everybody's ass. And I understand that, but it, it, it's just been grating on me lately because I've been, you know, I, 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 I have my resume up on Indeed. And I've been getting offers from companies who are, you know, they start you out at like $15 an hour, $16 an hour. And the thing is, is like I said, I realize I have a good job. I like my job. I like what I do. I like the people I work with. And I'd really rather not just jump ship for, for a higher pay. But I, I'm, I'm running out of options here. I might have to fucking do that. Just to be able to, you know, make a, a decent living for myself and my family. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that if I did. Um, but, you know, it's just, it's, it's, it's becoming a, a real annoyance to me at, uh, you know, it's, I'm, I'm, I'm 36 years old. I will be 37 in a month. I will be 37 years old in February of 2020. And at this point in time, you know, I, I, I went, I've gone through a fucking lot in, uh, you know, my life. And I don't normally talk about it. I don't talk about the dark times, uh, as I, as I call them, uh, because it, I'm past, it, you know, I leave the past where it belongs or I try to, you know, I mean, I, I reminisce every once in a while, but everybody gets nostalgic. You know, it's good to see friends you haven't seen in a long time. Oh, Hey, remember that time we did that and so on and so forth. But I mean, for the most part, I, I try to leave, I try to leave the, the dark shit where it belongs. I, I've lived it and, uh, it's, I'm past it now, and I've made peace with a lot of it. So, um, you know, that's where it belongs. It belongs behind me. But that being said, you know, it's just like there, there's just something lately about this that, that, that uh, I'm just like, you know, at 37 years old, I, I, I should be better than I am. And maybe, maybe that's the whole core of it right there is that I feel I, I should be doing better than I'm 
than I am doing. But, um, you know, the, the point is, is that I am busting my ass. I'm working very hard for uh, peanuts. And, you know, it's reflecting on things because you come home and you, you, you get your paycheck and then you write out all your, 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 your checks for the bills and you pay all your bills. And, you know, then you go grocery shopping and, uh, you know, and keep in mind, I, I'm not too shamed to admit that this is with government assistance. This is with government assistance. I do all this. And, uh, you know, I'm not ashamed of that in, in, at all for the record. You know, it's, you know, I, I, I bust my ass to do what I can. It doesn't pay everything. It doesn't cover everything. So I, I've got to, I had to take advantage of what I can to survive. So I am. Um, you know, I mean, I'm not out there like one of them welfare families that refuses to work, that won't do anything just because the, and wants the government to pay everything for them. I, I do the best I can with what I'm able to do. And um, as previously stated, you know, I track my own fucking commissions that I don't get for some fucking reason uh, because there's no fucking way to really track those at the company. And so I invent one and I'm wrong for doing that. But anyway, I just, just, I, I'm backtracking here. Anyway, you know, I mean, I'm not one of them welfare families with like 12 kids. Uh, nobody works. Everybody sits at home all day and just like, oh, don't worry about that. Government covers us. Government pays our rent. Government pays our heat. We're good. We're good to go. I, I, you know, I got a little bit of money coming in from my side gig. It's like, what's your side gig? You don't, don't, don't ask about the side gig, but I got a little bit of money coming in from that. They don't know about, and that's how I get this cable going. And that's why, that's how I got my Cadillac. It's like, oh, okay. Yeah. Good job for you. All right. Fuck you. But, um, you know, so I, 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 I'm not ashamed to admit that I've got, uh, you know, a little bit of government assistance going on. And, uh, even then it's still, still very tight. So, you know, and I, you know, there's a, there, I don't want to say there's an, a bit of jealousy because it, I'm not jealous. I just, you know, I know I can be doing better, but I, I see, uh, you know, family and friends who, you know, also have, uh, kids and a lot of, uh, a lot of this, um, I think goes to wanting to, you know, be a good father and be a good role model and be a good, uh, husband slash partner slash whatever you call it for, for Ash. Um, you know, common, common law husband, I guess, but, um, you know, what it really boils down to is that, you know, I see a lot of these other people out and they, 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 they go to, you know, a place and you're, you're, you're out shopping and they're just like, yeah, don't worry, grab that. And it's like a $200 item just because their fucking spoiled little brat of a kid, you know, wanted it and was throwing a tantrum. And, uh, you know, I can't do that. And I, I'm not saying I would do that. I'm not going to, you know, placate or spoil Anakin just because, but, um, you know, the point is that, that they can, and I cannot. And there's a little bit of jealousy there, I'll admit, but really it's more so, it's like, what do I have to do to be able to do that? I, I, I don't, I'm not jealous of them as a human being and their lifestyle. I just want to know what I've got to do to be able to do something, something of the, to the point where if my family is uh, in need of something or desires something, just for shits and gigs, like, oh, you know what? I might pick that up. Go right ahead. You know, I, I want to be that guy. I want to be the guy who does good for people because, uh, you know, I, I spent a lot of my life not doing good for people. Quite quite the opposite, actually. I would, um, I was a real dick for, for a long time, you know, and drinking didn't help. Drinking just made it worse. Um, you know, there's a, especially whenever you're young and you start drinking and you know you're not the coolest guy in the room, so, you know, you get, you get beer muscles and uh, I, I used to get a lot of beer muscles and being, uh, anyone that physically knows me knows how small I am. So my beer muscles 
uh, all went to my head. They went to my ego. And it's like, you know, I get a few drinks with me. I'm the coolest motherfucker in the room. Yeah, that, that guy over there, pfft, fuck that guy. He ain't got nothing on me. But, you know, then you uh, sober up and you're like, wow, I'm a fucking piece of shit. And, uh, you know, so I spent a long time trying not to be a piece of shit, trying to be a good person, trying to be a good man, a good father, a good husband slash partner slash whatever. And, um, you know, better myself. And, um, you know, it's it, it's not been an easy road to get to where I'm at, but I but I keep walking it. I keep you know, asking myself uh, a few questions before I make decisions. You know, I'm like, is, is, is this something that I need to do? Is this something that I want or is it just something I want to do? Is, is this going to, is this action going to uh, emotionally or physically hurt anybody I care about? Um, and if the answer to that question is yes, then I don't do it. You know, I mean, regardless of how much I may want to, I, I'm a human being, I'm flawed, just like fucking everybody else is, but I, you know, I don't do it. So, you know, and, uh, you can ask a lot of people who used to know me back in the day, Oh, what was Chad like when he drank? What was Chad like whenever he didn't? And they'd probably answer with, what do you mean when he didn't? We, we were not familiar with that guy. Um, because that was accurate. You know, for the most part, if I was hanging out with people, I was uh, drinking or getting drunk or already drunk. And it, it cost me a lot. You know, I've, I've, I've damaged people emotionally. I've damaged friendships that, uh, to be perfectly honest, I still care very, very deeply about. Bonds that I've, you know, I guess part of me is a little embarrassed to try to uh, reforge because maybe it's too late. But, uh, you know, I guess I never know. I could probably reach out. Um Part of me is, uh, you know, still ashamed, but that, that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. You know, I've got uh, two brothers who are younger than me that I barely speak to uh, because of the way I acted when they were young and they the shit they saw me do that they should never have seen me do. Um, you know, my, my, my relationship with uh, my son's mother, with Ash, is um, it's good now, but there, there was a time where it... Um, it was rough because of both of our actions. You know, I mean, we were both b big drinkers. We, um, our, our, our demons fueled each other. They were good friends. And uh, one would lead the other or vice versa. So, you know, I mean, it, it, it's led to stuff. But, it, you know, I mean, we're good now. It, it, it's, I, I think we're, no, I know we're, we're very good now. We're actually in a very stable place um, emotionally and uh about e about each other in our relationship. Now, that being said, you know, they, again, that goes back to the financial situation that I just got done talking about with work. But you know, that's that that's kind of the thing is I want to know what I can do to make to do better. I, I've come this far. What's the next step? What can what what's the next step I need to take to continue on this uh, on this road of bettering myself? And um, you know, it's like I I I've uh, been listening to um. Grimace to Ryan McCormick do his um, the, a fireside chat. I've been listening to episodes of a fireside chat, and you know it's like I, I I knew I knew him very or at least to think very well as well as I think I could get to know anybody with being the way I, I used to be, and um, you know one thing that I can tell just by listening to Grimace and being uh, you know more awake and more alert of people's feelings and the feelings of others is that you know he's 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 a different person than he was, you know, it's, he's, or at least he's trying to be. And that's, 
you know, it's great. I mean, we're all the same to some degree. Even even if you change for the better, we're all the same person to a degree. You know, there's there's little things that you just can't change. But um, you know, anyway, I my point is that uh, you know I've been listening to his podcast, and you know, I I'm, I hear him, and I'm like, yeah, you know what? Good for you, man. Yeah, like, I'm really really fucking proud of him because you know I do still to this day consider Ryan a a, a very very close friend, a great friend. Um, you know, somebody that I care about deeply and that I think about a lot. Like I, you know, just be sitting around the house and everything like that. And, um, you know, I should be like, Oh, what do, what are you doing? You look distant. I'm like, I I was just wondering how Graham's doing. And, but you know, I don't reach out because again, that's, you know, he's, he's got his life to live. I've got mine and, you know, I've talked to him here and there. He's been on the podcast before, but, uh, you know, he's a, he's a good friend and I love him. I love him like the same way I love Joe Saxman and, uh, Mike Holshue and, uh, things, you know, things I never told these people. Uh, you know, things I'd never told them maybe when I should have, you know, like, uh, my buddy Dane in North Carolina, you know, he's been living down there for God, almost 10 years now. And he's got this, uh, he's, he's getting married. He's got a fiance, uh, you know, and she's, she's a wonderful girl and he's happy and everything like that. But, um, you know, we didn't part in the best, best ways. And, um, you know, I, I brought some, uh, bad bad vibes into, into the relationship and shit like that at times because of the way I was. And, you know, I, I regret it. And I, you know, I, I, you know, maybe should have told him how, how, you know, how he was like my, you know, like my brother from another mother, for lack of a better term, how he was like family to me, you know, and he'll, and how he'll always be like family to me. Maybe I should have said that to him then. And, uh, you know, I didn't, but you know, life goes on. You wake up every day, there's a new sunrise and, uh, more chemtrails in the sky and a possible, uh, possible life ending threat, you know, going on on the news that maybe you're, maybe it's real. Maybe you shouldn't trust it. I don't know, but, uh, you know, life goes on for, for as best as it can. But, you know, I, I, my point being is that I'm ready to take the next step. I'm ready to move forward. I'm ready to move even further forward than I have been. I'm ready to keep going. And I I just want to know how, because I'm, I'm at an impasse. I'm at a, I'm at a point where I'm just like, I know what I should be doing, but, um, I don't know how to get there, you know? And it's, it's, uh, it's bugging me. There's that, um, you know, on top of it too, it's, uh, it's been eight years, give or take a day or two since my grandmother passed away. And, uh, this, this, this point of the, this, this, this week of the year always, always irks me. Because, you know, my grandmother, um, she was fantastic. She was just a great woman. She was everything, everything to me. I mean, my earliest memories of my life are are with her, um, you know, and just uh, being there and being young and being like three years old. And like the, I'm talking just flashes. Like, I don't remember like, oh, yeah, we used to go to the park and shit like that. I mean, I do remember that time, but that was later. But I mean, like, every, you know, I, I have these flashes of this old brown rocking chair, you know, with like the wicker back and the wicker seat, uh, weaved in there and listening to her old Elvis Presley records. And she would just hold me, um, and rock in the chair. Like I, I, I have flashes of that or, um, you know, one time here's, here's a funny story. Uh, one time I was like four or five or something. And, um, my, somebody said something and I, I called them a stupid bitch. 
I, I said, oh, well, you're a stupid bitch. And my grandmother yelled. She goes, hey, Chad. And she brings me in the kitchen. She goes, you don't talk like that and everything like that. And um, so she took some horseradish and she put it on my tongue. And uh, it burned. I didn't like it. And then I had to sit in a chair for an undetermined amount of time. I don't remember because I was fucking four or five, but whatever. And uh, so, you know, I'm sitting in the chair and the horseradish on my tongue. She's like, now I want you to think about what you said. So in my adolescent mind, I realized that I said stupid bitch. I thought stupid was the bad word. And for years, for fucking years, I'd be around like cousins and family members and they'd say, oh, well, that's stupid. I'd be like, oh, don't say that. Grandma will put the hot stuff on your tongue. And, uh, you know, because I literally believe that that was what I had done wrong is that I said something was stupid. You know, the fact that I called someone a bitch is irrelevant. That, that, no, nah, that's fine. That was fine. Just don't, just make sure that they're not a stupid bitch. That was the problem. So, um, you know, there, there is, there, there's that, you know, and I just, I have all these fantastic memories of my grandmother because she was, she was just a fantastic person. She basically, you know, I mean, don't get me wrong. My mom is great. I love my mom, you know, inside and out. I could never, um, I wouldn't be the man I am today without my mother. And I love her so, so fucking much. And I love my brothers so, so fucking much. And I love my stepdad so, so fucking much. My real dad, not so much. But, um, you know, my point is that I, I, I love my entire family. But, the, the, you know, me and my grandmother just had this bond. We just had this really fucking tight, close-knit bond. And, um, you know, so when she, when she passed away, it, it, it broke something in me. And, um, you know, it, it, it broke something in me that it, it's, it's an, it's an irreplaceable thing. It's something that you can't fix, you know? And I know everybody, uh, out there has probably had some, something like that. Maybe it was, maybe it was a, a girlfriend or, um, you know, breaking up with a girlfriend, or maybe it was, uh, you know, a, um, a, a family member, passing away or a friend moving away and you never got to talk to them again or something. Um, you know, everybody's got something that, that whenever that person left their life, it broke something in them. And, uh, for my grandmother, it was, for me, it was my grandmother passing and it's been almost eight years. Um, she died on, uh, Elvis's birthday, which is January 8th or 9th. I think she, she passed on January 9th. And I think that's Elvis's birthday. It might be the day after or the day before. I don't remember exactly. But, um, you know, she passed on January 9th in 2012. And, um, you know, it just broke something inside me. Now, don't get me wrong. I mean, I'm grateful that I had her for as long as I did. I'm grateful that she was in my life as long as she was. Because it's, um, you know, it's irreplaceable. It's, I've got all these great memories that are just irreplaceable. And, uh, you know, she lived long enough to, to meet my son, to meet her great-grandchild. Uh, she was around for the first year of his life. She got to go to his first birthday party. And that's, you know, that's just a fucking great memory that I'm always going to have is that, you know, she got to know him. Even though he doesn't remember it, she did get to know him. And uh, she got to look on him and see what me and Ash uh, made and what we accomplished and, you know, beam on him with with with. The, the same look of pride and joy uh, that I remember from my childhood whenever me and her were together. And, you know, that, that just means, that just meant the world to me. So, again, when she passed away, that, um, that broke something in me. It destroyed something in me that's just irreplaceable. We can never get it back, you know. And it, I don't want it to say that. It, it sounds like, to me anyway, that I'm saying that she mattered more than anybody else. And that's not true because um, 
I, I don't think that anybody matters more than another person, or at least they shouldn't anyway. But, um, you know, there's certain things about certain people that nobody else could ever replace. Like, you know, there's something, there's things about Anakin that if I were to ever have another kid, uh, which not going to happen, but if I ever had another kid, there's things about Anakin that that other child just wouldn't be able to have. And I'm sure the other child would have something that, about them that just Anakin wouldn't be able to, you know, produce. Uh, things about Ash that no one else could ever uh, produce. Things about my friends and my family that no other members of said friends and families could, could produce like one, like, like, you know, like another. And so... You know, this is always a very, very rough time for me because of uh, that loss. And, um, you know, that, that, that whole year, that whole year was just garbage. Or no, I'm sorry, she didn't pass away in 2012. She passed away in 2013. I, I'm an idiot. But, um, yeah, because Anakin's first birthday would have been November 2012. And then she passed away in the January, two months later. So, yeah, 2013. Um, but, you know, my, that, that whole year was just a shit fest with uh, family members dying. Uh, you know, it was my grandmother in January, then my grandfather um, passed away a few months later, and then my aunt's uh, boyfriend, um, Mac, who uh, was a fantastic guy, and we're like, oh yeah, you know, he's going to be around forever. This guy's fucking family now. He, he passed away in, in that August. And we're just like, what in the fuck is happening here? Why is everyone fucking dying? You know, so, I mean, that year was a shit fest as far as death goes. And, you know, it's like, you know, I was, like I said, I was already broken because of my grandmother. So the other ones, while, while very difficult for me, and I'm not taking away from the fact that they passed away here at all, while very, very difficult for me were, um, I was already numb. I was already numb, basically. So I, di I didn't feel them as much as I should have or could have possibly, um, you know, and then, like, even the past two years have been uh, pretty shitty with uh, family deaths. Like, you know, I got uh, my uncle, uh, he, uh, he killed himself in uh, September of 2018. And then, um, you know, uh, last year, my cousin, and I believe it was June, yeah, June of 2019... Um, you know, 27 year old cousin, uh, freak accident, cut him, you know, he was pissed off drinking, punched a window, uh, ended up cutting it, some of his veins and, uh, he's, he's dead now. He, so he died and, you know, it's a fucking shame because, you know, I, I look at all these people in my life and I know this is part of life. All these, you know, part of life is that the people in your life are, are going to die. You know, that's, that's that I'm going to die. You're going to die. We're all going to die someday. But, um, you know, it's, it's trying to have these people around as long as humanly possible before that happens. And, uh, you know, seeing uh, specifically when it comes to my, my, my 27-year-old cousin, um, Adam, see, seeing someone that young with that much potential and that much drive and that much um, talent get taken uh, so stupidly is just... You know, it's angering. And you hear about it all the time. It's like, oh, a 27-year-old was killed in a car wreck or a 19-year-old was uh, killed in a car wreck um, or, or died in a, uh, you know, freak fire, you know, electrical fire um, or something like that. And you, you feel bad. You're just like, holy shit, what? You know, but, um, you know, it, 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 it does hit a lot closer. When it hits closer to home, it's a lot more powerful because you knew them.
And, you know, like I've got all these memories of Adam now and I've got all these memories of my Uncle Joe and I've got all these memories of all these people who are dying uh, or who have died. And I've just got to deal with them. You know, I've got to I, I just know that this is life and that, you know, maybe they're in a better place. And I, I believe they are in a better place. Uh, my personal belief structure is not one that uh, coincides with any given religion or anything laid down on paper. But I, I do believe in an afterlife. And I do believe that, uh, you know, to some degree, we, we, we do continue to exist. And, um, you know, there, there's literally signs of that all around. And, uh, you know, it's just something that we're not able to scientifically hammer down as to what it is or why. So, you know, there's, that's where faith, that's where the very concept of faith comes in. But, uh, you know, so anyway, I, I believe that they exist and I believe that they are all in a better place right now. And, um, you know, that they're, they're at peace and that brings me a, a level of comfort, but goddamn, I miss them. I do miss them. And, you know, like there are things like, you know, like my uncle Joe was awesome and I, I wish I'd been closer to him. And my cousin Adam had so much fucking potential and uh, went through a lot of the same, uh, fought a lot of the same demons that I myself fought. And so I, I could look at him and see him making the mistakes I had made and it pissed me off. And I'd tease him about it because I thought he was going to be here, you know? And he'd, you know, ball bust back, but then he'd get pissed off about it. And I'd, you know, I'd, I'd apologize. And, uh, you know, I just wish that maybe I hadn't, you know, you know, done some of that shit, ball busted him so much and maybe just like told him that it's okay. You know, maybe just gave him a hug one day and just be like, Hey, it's okay. You know, you, you, there will come a time when you want to change and do better for yourself and you will. But, um, you know, he never got that opportunity and that's just a pain in the ass. It's just fucking, it irks me. And, um, but yeah, anyway, my point is that this, this, this time of year, this particular week of the year is rough. It's very rough for me. And, uh, you know, with everything else keeping me on edge, I just think it's, you know, it's, it's like, I feel like I'm stockpiling. I feel like I'm stockpiling, uh, pain and, and rage about things in my life because I, as I keep saying, I, I, I know where I'm at and I know where I want to be and I just need to, I just need to know how to get there. So there's that. Um, wow. What a bummer. What a fucking, uh, what a depressing podcast this is, Chad. Good job. Jesus Christ. Okay, so what else is there? Let me see what else I can talk about. Maybe vent some anger about some things. Okay, so did you ever, did you ever work yourself to the bone so hard and you're just so fucking tired and, and, you know, all, all you want to do is just collapse and sleep like that. That has literally been me for like the past month, which is, you know, un, admittedly a little uncharacteristic. A lot of people think, oh, he's Chad's just tired all the time. That's why he doesn't do anything. But no, that's, that's not, that's not true at all. I mean, I love getting out. I love going, you know, we go to the Goodwill, to the Goodwill outlets, and, uh, we've been selling a lot of, uh, stuff we find there on eBay and it's, it's, it's making, you know, extra money which is nice, but, you know, I love getting out, I, you know, I was making the YouTube, uh, EOS YouTube channel videos and stuff there for a while, which I've kind of just been slacking on, uh, just because, you know, I'm just tired, I just feel tired, but, you know, it's gotten me, 
it, that's got me thinking about things that I, that I do enjoy. Like, what do I enjoy to do? And, um, you know, let's, 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 let's liven it up here a little bit. Let's talk about some things that are enjoyable. Let's, let's enjoy some things. You know, I, what I haven't done in fucking forever, what I haven't done in forever and I'm way past due for, and you know, maybe January is not the best time to do it, but there's a certain park in the, in, in this world near where I grew up. And in that park is a certain tree, or at least there used to be. I don't know. I haven't been there in years, but, uh, there was a tree there and in the summertime, in the late spring, actually, that tree grows to a point where if you sit right underneath it, it's not too hot. The sun's not in your face. It's not too cold. And you can just sit there and just be at peace. And I have not been there in years. And I, I, I think maybe in a few months, I'd like to go back to that tree and see if it's still there and sit underneath it like I did, uh, you know, like I did back, back whenever I was younger. And I think that would be fun. I, I enjoy that setting, that whole sense of peace. Um, you know what else I, uh, what I do enjoy? So I got my son this boomerang from the Goodwill. It's just a plastic fucking boomerang, but, uh, you know, I, it's one of those ones that anybody can pick up at like Kennywood or any souvenir store or some shit. You know, it's just that plastic fucking boomerang. So I got it for him and he's throwing it out in the backyard and I'm watching him throw it and he is actually making it curve back around. I don't know. Like I, I, I never taught him how to throw, you know, we tried playing catch a few times. Um, he just, he wasn't feeling it. He's just like, I don't like this. It's boring. I'm like, okay, you know, you're, if you're bored by it, I I'm, I'm not going to force you to do it. That's, that's my parenting style. Um, you know, and if it's, if, if it's something like that, I, I'm not going to force him to do it. Now, I mean, if it's something important, like learning to wipe your own ass or brushing your fucking teeth, no fucking do it. Go, go do it. I don't care that it's boring that you, you got to do that. But, um, you know, for the most part, if it's something like, you know, like, oh, he doesn't want to play catch. That, that doesn't interest him. Okay, well, we don't play catch. We'll find something else to do. So, but, um, you know, he likes throwing this fucking boomerang. He likes playing Frisbee and he likes throwing the boomerang. But he throws this fucking boomerang and it just fucking just... And it starts spinning and it starts coming back to him. And I'm like, I, you know what? I've thrown those things. I had one of them when I was a kid. I couldn't get it to do that. So it fucking amazes me and I enjoy that. And I, you know, I tried throwing it a few times with him, but I don't, I don't, I don't make it spin. I don't make it come back. And... Um, you know, I just look like an idiot doing it, but, uh, you know, and then he laughs at me and he's like, dad, you got to do like this. And he just grabs it and just whips it. And it just starts curving back to him. And I just think that's fucking amazing. I, that I, I love watching him do that. I love watching him see, um, you know, the look on his face and the, the joy on his face whenever I throws the fucking boomerang and it comes back. Uh, we, we, we were playing Frisbee a lot, um, up through the fall where, um, you know, we're just running around in the backyard and jumping to catch the Frisbee. And I, I, I learned two things about myself. Uh, one, I've never been that athletic of a person. Um, but, uh, yeah, I've definitely lost the step as far as, um, you know, being able to, 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 to run and jump and throw myself about like that. I, you know, the age is starting to show, so I have definitely lost the step there. And number two is, uh, you know, that I really enjoy Frisbee and I wish I'd done, I wish I'd done been playing it since I was, I wish I'd done been playing it. I wish I had played Frisbee when I was younger. Maybe that was something that, uh, 
you know, I could have done with like my brothers or maybe even my friends and been like, yeah, we're going to the park. We're going to whip this Frisbee around. And uh, that would have been fun. And, you know, I, that sounds like I'm a douchebag college guy with like, uh, you know, two two uh, quote unquote dreadlocks that are really just braids and a guitar strapped to my back at all times. But uh, no, I am. Uh, I just enjoy throwing the Frisbee with him. I enjoy watching him throw the, the boomerang around and it's just fun. It's just a good time, you know. So um, that I, I enjoy that. I enjoy, um, I really do enjoy whenever me and the family go to the Goodwills. You know, you never know what you're going to find down there. And that is, that is part of the joy of it is that you go in there and it looks like just like, oh, look at this. Oh, but wait, what did I find? Oh, okay. Here is a, um, here's a coffee mug in the shape of Ronald Reagan's face, which I filmed and that's on the YouTube channel. I call it the Reagan mug. But here's a, here's a uh, coffee mug in the shape of Ronald Reagan's face because why the fuck would anybody ever need that? And somebody who owned it at one point in time realized they're like, yeah, why the fuck would anybody ever need that? Donate it. And now it's down to the Goodwill. And it's just one of those, one of those treasures. I call them treasures that you can stumble upon and you're just like, holy shit, what the fuck is this? You know, and there's a lot of like, look at the Santas around the world videos. As a matter of fact, if, if anybody's listening to this, go to the YouTube channel, look up the Element of Surprise uh, YouTube channel on YouTube and just watch some of the videos. I got Santas around the world. I, you know, I take all, I find these creepy dolls and shit down there and I make like little videos with them and stuff. And it entertain, it entertains me. And I do get excited for that too. But, um, you know, a lot of it is just like, look at, don't, don't even listen to me or the, or the character arcs or any, or lack thereof of the, what I'm doing with the, the, uh, the dolls. Just look at them. They're fucking insane looking and it's hilarious. And those are, those are the treasures that you can find down there, you know? So that's, that's very, very entertaining and that's very good. And I really, really, really enjoy that. Um, one thing that I don't think we do enough is go out to dinner, go out to eat. And I do enjoy that. Um, you know, I mean, I, I don't like, highly crowded places because of my, um, my adverse, uh, reaction to, uh, people and, um, not really enjoying being in public, you know, highly confined public settings, um, as much as, uh, you know, I guess I used to, I never, uh, being honest, I never really enjoyed it to begin with, but you know, uh, you know, especially back when I was a drinker, you know, if you go into a bar, there's going to be other people in the bar and, uh, the, you know, that was kind of the point, especially on a Friday night, especially if you went with a group of friends and like-minded individuals, but, um, you know, so there's that, but, uh, you know, I, I, I do, I do like going to, to dinner. I do like going out to eat and, you know, sampling new places. And there's a lot of cool looking restaurants that I'm, I'd be like, Ooh, why don't we try to eat there? You know? And, uh, then we just don't, but well, I, I think we should, and we should just start doing that more often, both like a, as a family and maybe, you know, here's, here's something real quick I want to touch on is that, um, me and Ash don't get many date nights. You know, because we, we've always got Anakin and we're always doing our thing, but we don't get many date nights, you know, and I think that maybe we should change that. I'd like to change that. Um, there's nothing wrong with having a night where it's just, uh, you know, mom and dad going out to do what they want. And in the last episode I recorded, uh, I, I talked about getting a game night together, which I, I'm, I'm serious about that. You know, I mean, I, I element of surprised it up. I mentally irregular the fuck out of it, but, uh, you know, I'm serious. I would like to get a game night going, uh, just to have a few friends over, you know, maybe have uh, my mom watch the kid, take the kid overnight, have a few friends over, box of wine, uh, you know, a couple beers, whatever, and just, just play some, uh, board games and just, you know, see where that goes. You know, I've got, we've got, uh, this game called bears versus babies. It's uh, really hard to explain, but it's a, it's geared towards adults and it's fucking hysterical and fun to play. 
Um, you know, a lot of those things. And then, like I mentioned, I, I'm, I'm serious about the fucking, the, uh, the board games not designed for adults, but aimed more towards teens and children, because I think those as full grown adults would be fucking hysterical because what the fuck do we know about them? But, um, you know, again, I am serious about getting the game night together. I'd like that. But yeah, anyway, we don't get many date nights and I'd like to do more date nights. Um, you know, and I, I, again, I do want to, uh, kind of reconnect with some of, uh, some of my friends, if they still consider me my friends, um, their friends rather. But, you know, anyway, the, the point is that I do love all, all of my friends. I've, I've got nothing in my heart, but, but love and the best intentions and hopes for them. And if they don't feel the same way, if you, if, if you're, if you're listening to this and you're one of those people and you don't feel the same way anymore, then that's fine. I'm not, I'm not going to be hurt by it. I understand. But, uh, just know that I do care about you and, uh, you know, your, your friendship does matter to me. So, you know, that's, that's entirely your call and it, it won't hurt me either way. You know, I'm a big boy. I'm an adult now, but, um, you know, I just think a lot of this episode here that I'm recording right now is just venting. It's getting shit off my chest because there's something bothering me. There's something bothering me and I don't, I can't put my finger on what it is. So I figured just any little thing that bothers me at all, just vent about, you know? And, uh, so that's what I'm doing. This is just, this is just venting. This is clearing out the soul. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, it feels good, but I can, I can still feel the, the tension, the apprehensiveness of something around me, something illusory. And I can't, can't place it. I can't put my finger on it, but, um, you know, maybe, maybe I'll figure it out. I hope I do. Um, so let's see. Let's see. What else is there? What else is there? You know what else I enjoy that I haven't done in a long time? It's just people watching. I used to just watch people. I'd go to a parking lot, like to like Walmart or Best Buy or the mall, and I would just sit there like park like as close as I could get to the doors without, but not like right there in the doors. And, um, you know, I just watched the people come in and out and I would make up stories about their lives and shit like that, even though I had no idea who they were. Like, I, you know, I'd sit there and I'd watch somebody come out and I'd be like, oh, look at me. I got the red shirt on. I'm going to pop up my collar, get my quaffed hair going, you know, and just, uh, you know, make up like a little bullshit, happy fucking song about their life. Not necessarily happy about their life and, uh, about who they were. And it, it brought me joy. I, it entertained me. It was just mindless, stupid entertainment. Um, that actually reminds me of one time I was, uh, we were, there used to be a bar called, uh, the Penn Monroe out in Monroeville. And, um, this was God 10, 10 years ago, 20, 11 10 or 11 years ago, something like that. Um, maybe longer. And, um, I was there with, uh, Grimace. Grimace was there. Ryan, Ryan McCormick, uh, Saxman, Holshue. I think Ian from, uh, the, uh, McSauce podcast was there. Um, his girlfriend, you know, just a few of us, the, the, the old, um, HP militia as it used to be called. And, um, this guy came in, and the best way I can describe him is he looked like, you remember in um, Happy Gilmore, there's that big guy that was Adam Sandler's character's boss, and he had the nail in his head? 
but uh, that that guy, he looked like a thin version of that guy, like not as you know, monstery, but still kind of monstery. And he came in, and he's just sitting there across the bar. You know, we're doing our thing, and we're just we're just you know having our beers and stuff like that. And somebody, I I, I forget who pointed him out, and uh, they said. They said, holy shit, that guy looks like he would kill you. And, uh, you know, not to anyone specific, just you and the, the in general you, whoever you are. It could have been me, could have been Grimace, could have been any, any one of those bar patrons at the time. But um, I remember, uh, you know, us, us debating on if he would kill you or if he wanted to rape somebody or if he was going to eat them. And we decided upon all three. And it was, it was kill, rape, eat. And we called him kill, rape, eat for that night. Um, and, uh, you know, kill, rape, eat for all intents and purposes could have just been like a lonely, just, you know, you know, he just wanted to veg out, have a beer, kick back regular, normal guy. But no, we called him kill, rape, eat that night. And, uh, we decided that it was kill, rape, eat in that order specifically, you know, and he doesn't eat you. He doesn't eat his victims. He kills them, then he rapes them, and then he just goes and makes himself a sandwich in, in his own kitchen, uh, you know, or in their kitchen, depending on where he killed and raped them. But uh, it, that was kill, rape, eat. And uh, what was hilarious about it was, uh, to me anyway, is that he, um, you know, he, he wasn't a cannibal. He didn't eat the victim. He, he just ate like a sandwich or like, you know, some, some leftover uh, fucking coleslaw or potato salad in, in his fridge after he was done killing and raping because as uh as um the the great mike holshu said is oh well yeah it's gonna take a lot out of you you're gonna be hungry after that and uh that was just fucking hysterical to me and that's just a you know that was just a night out with uh with the guys that's that's the kind of the shit i'm talking about like the good friendships that i uh you know that i that i miss that i that i wish i still had with them and uh you know but uh, that, that, that was a that was a fun night. That was a fun night. Kill rape eat was hilarious. Um, there was another night, and I'm not going to mention any names in this one. But um, it was somebody's birthday, and so we went downtown. We went down to a club because that's where they wanted to go. And um, I am not a club person, so that you know, right? So I just kind of kicked back and was just a uh, you know. Drinking, drinking my beer up against the wall with, uh, you know, another member or two of the group who was who are not club people, who just were there because it was this person's birthday and because they were our friend, we we went down to support them and to show our love for them. But we're we, you know we're not club people, so all the other club people and the youngins are doing their fucking thing, and we're just sitting there drinking. And um, so me and this person go to leave, and as we are uh, leaving. We, we can't find our way out because this club has set up in a, in a weird fucking like, you know, um, weird fucking like hexagon shape of rooms and shit like that. So you leave one room and you think you're in the hallway, you know, finding your way out of the club, but you're actually just, you know, going deeper. You're just deeper into the fucking place now. And so it's like, it's, it's like a labyrinth and we can't find our way out of it. And so finally we, we make our way out of this room and, uh, the person I'm with, this guy goes, uh, which way do we go now? And I go, I don't know. I think uh, we came from that way. And so he turns to the opposite direction. I point and he goes, okay, so this way. And he just very enthusiastically like, you know, go and like, you know, and just throws his fist out like this way and completely inadvertently 
not intending to at all. He just, he just full on punches this poor girl right in the face and she just goes right down. And, and you know, she's drunk and her boyfriend's drunk and immediately his, his jaw drops and he's like, oh my God, oh, I'm so sorry. And her douche boyfriend comes up and goes, what the fuck, man? And you know, that shit. And we, we apologized and everything. We're like, no, 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 sorry. We, we didn't see her. We, you know, shit like that. And it was, it was, again, it was not intentional, but it was something that after the fact, like by, we made it outside cause we, we had drove together. So we were driving home. We made it outside to the car and everything like just kind of been silence like oh my god didn't that what the fuck just happened we get in the car and we just start fucking laughing like dude you just punched a girl in the face he's like i did i feel terrible i just punched a girl in the face and um just fucking hysterical uh there was another night i was out with a uh daner dane seville and another group uh tim and josh and um you know because it was tim's it, no, 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 it wasn't Tim's birthday. We, we just decided to go out. We went up to visit Tim. We decided to go out. So we go over to Carson Street, um, you know, just some dive bars, more, more my style, way more my style. And, um, you know, so we, we, I remember going, um, at that time, me and Ash had gotten into kamikaze shots on our own, which uh, the, the problem with kamikazes is that they are, they taste like nothing. They taste like nothing. So you can drink them like water. And uh, they fuck you up majorly, which is why you're supposed to drink very little of them and share the entire pitcher of shots. So I get a pitcher of shots. I'm like, all right, guys, let's start the night off good. Kamikazes. Tim, Dane, and Josh do not like the kamikazes. They're like, this tastes like nothing. And so they won't do another one. So there I am left with an entire pitcher of kamikazes to myself, which I then proceed to drink straight from the pitcher. Um and then I just start rambling. The rest of the night becomes kind of, uh, you know, more like flashes because I just drank a whole pitcher of kamikaze. So uh, the rest of the night is just flashes of memory. But one thing I remember is that we we lose track of we lose track of one of the members. And I'm not going to say who, which one. And uh, so we start looking for them. And uh, we, we, we go outside of this bar that we're in. And uh, there, there they are, like leaning on a mailbox. And... <laughs> They're, they're leaning up against this mailbox, like, like, and we think they're just, oh shit, they're, they're wasted. They're holding themselves up, but we get closer and we're like, Hey buddy, buddy, you all right? And, um, he's not leaning on the mailbox for support or anything. He's, he's hitting on it. He is so drunk that he, he thinks this is a woman and he thinks that because she's letting him like, like drape his arm around her or anything like that, that he's, uh, that she's into him. And he's having a whole fictitious goddamn conversation, drunken conversation with her in his head that is just like, it's going his way. This is, he's going to pick her up. It's, it's perfect. It's, it's working out. And he doesn't realize it's a fucking mailbox. It's a big blue mailbox. And so we're like, what are you doing, man? He's like, oh, I'm talking to this girl. And we're like, no, you're not. It's a fucking mailbox. And we're, we're trying to pull him away from the mailbox. He's like, oh, fuck you guys. You blew up my spot, you cock blockers. And... So we teased him about this relentlessly, um, you know, and he wasn't the only person who did stupid things that night. Like me, me uh, being that I was the one that drove down to Tim's. Now, keep in mind, we already all knew we were just going to spend the night at Tim's so that way nobody had to drive and we could leave in the morning when we were sobered um, or more sobered than we than we, you know, you know. And um, but uh, I had driven down. So to make sure that we didn't drive anywhere, I, I threw my keys into the middle of the road. And uh, Dane had to go get them and dodge traffic to get them for me, uh, which was uh, just 
fucking stupid of me and uh, dangerous for everybody involved, mainly Dane being that he was the one going out into the road to get my keys for me. But uh, anyway, this this guy, um, this our friend, he, he was hitting on a fucking mailbox. He was just like, oh, man. Um, he's like, you, you guys blew up my spot. You fucking cock blockers. I, you know, I'm going to next time that you guys have a have a girl uh, that you're hitting on. Uh, and he, he looked specifically at uh, well, I can't say who because then that'll give it away. So um, but he looked specifically at one of us. He's like, especially you, motherfucker. You know, because I know how you are. I'm going to blow up your spot. I'm going to cock block you left and right. And uh, because he's, he, he could not stop going on about how we cock blocked him and ruined ruined uh, this, this sure thing he had with this mailbox. And it was hysterical to us. Um, so that was, that was a fun time. Um, what else? What else have we done? Okay, so here's something else. You know what, what, you know what I find highly, highly fucking aggravating? Something that uh, just, you know, just popped in my head. Um, because uh, it's, just, it's just something that I, I saw on the side of the road, or in a parking lot, rather, and it, it, just, it just annoys the shit out of me. Almost to the same level of um, personalized license plates, which I've talked about on here before, because those just annoy the shit out of me. But, um, you know especially this time of year again it's being it's early january so uh, all those people that decorate their cars for christmas like you know i mean every once in a while you find someone who's like truly unique and they'll put like uh you know like maybe christmas lights all over their car or something like that but you know for the most part it's just people putting the stupid ass fucking reindeer uh antlers on them and then a fucking just red nose in the front of the car like in the front of the grill fucking stop that your car is not a reindeer, and now you look like a fool. The car doesn't look foolish because the car is an inanimate object. You are foolish. You look fucking stupid for having done that to your car. And people are all, you know, they act like it's, oh, it's so cute. It's, I'm in the holiday spirit. Okay, good. That's fine. Be in the holiday spirit. Don't decorate your car like a fucking reindeer. Can you maybe do something else with that? Oh, but I just, I just wanted to be, I just want to be festive. Good, be festive, but not by decorating your car like a fucking reindeer. Do something else. Is it not enough that we all decorate our houses and, you know, try to be, uh, you know, like 100%, you know, as, as, as peppy around the holiday as we can? Why, why do you have to take your car and, and say, oh, well, now, now my car's a reindeer. Because you know what happens to these people that do that? They never take the fucking things off the car. You see, like, in June and July, uh, a car that's got, like, one haggard, thin, wrecked-up fucking reindeer antler still attached to it. And the nose is all, you know, it's got, it's been weathered over the uh, course of half the year and the nose is like hanging off and it's down to the side and it looks like it, it, it looks like if your car was a reindeer it looks like that reindeer has been punched in the face repeatedly by Ivan Drago is what it looks like so you you know you'd look even stupider now because oh, oh it, you, you weren't too lazy to dress the car up like a fucking reindeer but you're too lazy to take the shit off after Christmas you know just, just stop doing it just don't fucking dress your car up like a reindeer it's annoying as shit and uh, I fucking hate that. It just irritates me and pisses me off to, to no degree. If, 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 if I had it my way, 
well, if I had it my way, I'd go to extremes because that's usually where my mind first goes. And, you know, there's the old saying that your first instinct is usually the right one. So uh, my first instinct is to firebomb these cars as I see them, even if the driver is still there, even if even if they're transporting their whole family in it. And I don't want to be that kind of person. I don't want to be the guy who firebombs fucking people. I want to be the guy who's just like, oh, hey, there you are. Good to see you. But uh, no, if you're going to de- decorate your car like a fucking reindeer, then guess what? I'm going to be the firebombing guy, and I don't want to be that guy. You're making me be a, be a version of myself that I don't want to be, so stop doing it. Stop decorating your car like a fucking reindeer. You know, and uh, the, to, to some extent, the same goes with putting lights on your car and putting wreaths, hanging wreaths on the front of your car. Don't do that either, but, you know, at least that's that's like... Okay, we get it. You threw a little bit of lights on there. You're going to take those off. Oh, okay, I understand. You put a fucking wreath on there. That's going to come off too. But the reindeer shit, you never take that off. It stays on until it falls off, and you all know it. And it's fucking stupid looking. So stop decorating your car like a fucking reindeer. I'm, I'm, this is not a request. It's an order. I'm ordering you. I, I'm demanding it. Stop decorating your car like a fucking reindeer. Yeah, I just can't stand that shit. Just don't, don't be a reindeer. Don't make your car a reindeer. Oh, Jesus Christ. Um, let me think here. You know what else is, uh, okay. You know, you know, something fun to do. Here's something I used to do. And, um, you know, for the most part, I I still kind of do. It's just harder whenever I'm walking around with a kid because then he's going to ask me questions and I'm going to have to explain to him and he's not going to understand. But something I used to do is if I'm in a store and I saw somebody who was roughly my own age give or take, looked like they would be around my age. And, um, you know, definitely, definitely didn't know who I was. I'd go up to them and I'd just be like, oh my God, hey man, holy shit, I haven't seen you in forever. How the fuck are you? And then I, I because I enjoyed watching the look of, uh, do I know you? Cross their face. And because in public, nine out of 10 people seven out of 10 people are going to be polite enough to not be like, I don't know you asshole back the fuck up. They're just going to, you know, be like, Oh no. Hey, I, I'm good. You know, you get the ones here and there who are like, Oh, I, 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 you know, I think you're mistaking me for somebody else. We, we don't know each other, but you know, for the most part, they're just like, Oh no. Yeah, I'm good. Uh, I'm sorry. I can't, I can't place you. Where, where, where do we know each other from? And just be like, Oh shit, man, you forgot about me. Holy shit. I mean, I know it's been like 10 years, but, uh, you know, we, we were, um, we used to do that thing in the fucking hallways at school, man. Remember? And they'd be like, oh, yeah, yeah, fuck. Uh, what, what, shit, what was that? God, uh, and you know that they're just fucking, they're cert- they're racking their brain for any instance of trying to put the face they see in front of them to some dude's face that they knew in high school that they did maybe one thing in the hallway with like twice. And I, I just used to get such a kick out of that. It was a fun game. I called the game, hey man, how the fuck have you been? And, um, you know, it was such a good game because if, uh, cause you know, if you, if you find the right person, you can, you can carry that on for like five minutes before they're like, oh shit. No, you know what? I don't think, I think you got me confused. It's like, oh shit. You know what? Sorry. I, I might have my fault, but, uh, you know, and that's how you always end the game. You know, you don't leave anybody with any ill will, but, uh, you know, that, that was always just a fun fucking game to play. I used to play it all the time. Um, I had this job out in Monroe. I worked for a auto company. I worked up in their uh, business development center. I ran the internet team up there partially. And, um, you know, so I, I go 
on my lunch break. I'd go outside and I'd sit there and I'd smoke. But every once in a while, I'd walk over to the CVS and just walk around the CVS just to, you know, just to like stretch the legs and uh, see, see, see what was going on in the world. And people watch. But, um, you know, so I, I, I'd see somebody in there and every once in a while, just because I, I was bored and I felt like uh, doing something to entertain myself, I'd play the holy shit, uh, how the fuck have you been game. And uh, it, it just always entertained me. And the, the hardest part for me was keeping a straight face the whole time. Because I knew going into it I, that they had no idea who I was. I'd never seen that person before. I don't know them from fucking Adam. But, uh, you know, it, it, was, it was a lot of fun. It was a fun game to play. And, uh, you know, I, I invite anybody out there to, to try it. If you're ever just out and you're bored, just give it a shot. See, see what happens. Um, you know, worst case scenario, you're going to find one of those seven out of one of those three out of ten people who's going to be like, you don't fucking know me. I don't know you. Best case scenario, you, you, you're having a conversation with somebody and the look of just like, what the fuck, how the fuck do I know you is just going to be all over their face the whole time while they try to smile through their teeth and uh, pretend that they pretend that they they know you because they don't want to be wrong. You know, that's the thing about people is that we don't want to be wrong. Um, you know, it's, it, it's okay to be wrong. And, you know, if you are wrong, admitting you're wrong is, is good, but most people don't want to be wrong. You know, a uh, prime example of this is Hitler didn't think he was wrong. Not not one time during every fucking terrible fucking wrong thing he did did Hitler stop and go, you know, maybe I shouldn't be, maybe I shouldn't be doing this. Maybe, maybe this is the wrong way to go about it. He didn't do that because people don't want to be wrong. So, you know, it, it, it's funny. It's, it's just a, it's just a fun game to play every once in a while. It, it keeps you entertained and then you get a story to tell. Um, another fun game, uh, one that I used to play, I don't recommend this as, as often, is that if you're out with a person... And, uh, you know, two people is usually the way it goes. Or, uh, you know, you can play it by yourself with your phone, but you got to be quick. You got to be quick on it. Is that if you're leaving a place that has those uh, automatic doors that slide open and close, and you, you know, if you got your phone out, you put it up to your ear as you're leaving. No, you don't need to be talking to anybody on it. There should be no one on it. But you put it up to your ear as you're leaving because you see somebody else coming in and you start having a fake conversation with it with a nobody person that you just made up. And what you do is... As the doors open, so now that person coming in can hear you, you go, yeah, and that's why I'm not allowed near schools anymore. And they, they, that person, you know you just left them with what the fuck in their head as they're doing the rest of their shit. At some point during the rest of their day, they're very likely going to be like, oh, what's that guy coming out of fucking Target? He said something about he couldn't go near schools. What the fuck? Or shit like that and be like, you know, or, or you come out and you'd be like, yeah, so, um, you know. Anyway, the surgery went well, but, uh, you know, I'm, I, 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 let's just say I'm not going to be having any more children, you know, shit like that, you know, uh, you know, just say something like that. Just something that is something that is detailed enough to plant a seed in someone's brain, but n- not detailed enough to, to completely fill them in on what the fuck you're, you're talking about, what the fuck you're, you, you're pretending to talk about. That's a very, very entertaining game. Um, I used to play that a lot. Uh, uh, my favorite one that I ever said was, how, how did it go? Hold on. My favorite one I ever said was that, uh, okay, so I had my phone out. I had it up new to my ear. I had just gotten off a call, like a real call from, I think uh, I was talking to either my mom or uh, Ash or something like that. And I just hung up, but I saw someone coming in. So I kept the phone up by my ear and I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, no, man, that sucks. I'm like, that sucks. How'd you get the blood out? And I just, I'm like, oh shit. I'm like, I'm like, and, and, and nobody asked you any questions. And like, like that, like somebody 
that I was some fictitious person I was talking to was covered in blood in the middle of public. And, uh, you know, I was excited about it, but just enough detail to make the person wondering, be like, who the fuck is he talking to? Why are they covered in blood? What? It, it just, that just kind of shit entertains me. That's the kind of fucked up individual I am. And I, I just got a kick out of that kind of shit. So, um, you know, that's a fun game to play. That's, that's stuff that you can do to entertain yourself. That's stuff I uh, enjoyed. Um, all right. You know what? I think I am going to call it. I've, uh, I've, I've vented some of my frustrations. I feel a little better inside. And, um, you know, hopefully by listening to this, maybe you guys will, uh, you know, I think this is the first time I've actually given any of, uh, you, my faithful EOS listeners, element of surprise listeners, uh, aside from the random and nonsensical facts about my cats and, uh, what they do and, you know, the little tidbits into my life. I think this is the first time I've ever given like any real concrete, like detailed information on me and how I'm doing and shit like that. So, um, you know, I hope you enjoy it. Uh, you know, if, um, if not, that's fine too. Um, either way, you know, I hope you, I hope you do. And, uh, you know, feel free to check out the element of surprise Facebook page. Again, that is www.facebook.com backslash EOS mentally irregular. Um, you know, join the EOS group there. I, I try to put more visual fun stuff up there. Uh, from there, uh, you know, also we are on, uh, podbean at eos.mentallyirregular.podbean.com um you know all all the episodes are up there and i think we're actually on a few other sites too but that's our main hosting site that's where i physically upload every episode for for you um you know before i let you go of course check out a fireside chat hosted again by my friend ryan mccormick uh grimace check that out that's on libsyn uh check out um mcsauce with hosted by Ian, Paul, and Matt. That's on uh, Podomatic. Um, check out Case in Point, hosted by Justin Case. That is on Audio Boom. And uh, check out uh, Lunch After Dark, the Lunch After Dark podcast. And uh, it's momentarily escaping me where that one's located, but I usually share uh, all fresh, all new episodes from all four of these onto the EOS group. So you can find them all there and just you know click the links and go from there. Um, as well as my own episodes are there too. And, uh, you know, just other stuff, opinions, facts, things, random thoughts, you know, enjoyable shit. So, um, with that, I leave you and, uh, cue the fucking bear music.
Thank you.